Welcome to this series uh, entitled Zephaniah, and we're going to be going over the day of the Lord, which hasn't happened yet. It's going to come very soon. So stay with us, and God bless. Uh, hidden from the day of judgment. Hidden from the day of judgment. And uh, just quickly, uh, last time uh, we saw at the time of Zephaniah, that Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah, was in a very bad way spiritually. They had, had over 50 years of the most wicked, evil king, his rule, the priests that were not priests, that were offering up to other gods, had... Uh, been allowed to, to, to do their thing. And so judgment was coming. Judgment was coming. And we saw that judgment was coming on the children of God because of their state. And I just want you to know that judgment is, uh, is an evaluation and, a, and a, a result of that evaluation of where we are before the Lord. There needs to be uh, a change that takes place. With the judgment or before the judgment, there is always warning. The grace and mercy of God. And one of the things that uh, we recognized from last uh, Wednesday, and if you missed the service, check it out. Um, was the, the grace and mercy of God to warn and give opportunity to change. So the first chapter had to do everything with the children of God. The second chapter, and I, wanna, I just want to read uh, from that uh, in a moment, Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 4. We're going to read of that and to know that judgment is happening right now as we speak. This passage of Scripture that was like 620 B.C. is coming to pass now as we speak. So, you might say, you know what, Pastor, that's Old Testament. I, I, I want to hear, what does the New Testament have to say? Regarding the children of God, as children of God, 1 Peter 4.17 says, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? How are they going to be able to make it? And so even as we pray for something that is going to take place, that we would recognize the mercy and the grace of God even to the sinner. Like we're talking, there's mercy and grace given to the, the, the child of God, but even to the one that is apart from God, there's opportunity for mercy and grace to be hidden from the day of judgment. To be hidden doesn't touch. Doesn't, it doesn't find you. This is the word of the Lord. 
This is the Lord's word himself. So, just from chapter 2, Zephaniah chapter 2, from verse 4. For Gaza will be forsaken. You may say, now what Gaza is that? It's the same Gaza that we're hearing of right now. It's the, that is the same area. Why? Because there's another three names given. And Eshkelon, desolate, they shall drive out Ashdod at noonday. And Ekron, or Ekron, shall be uprooted. They may say, where are these places? If you check out this on Google Maps, you will see, you will find Gaza. You will find Eshkelon is just slightly is north of Gaza, not many kilometers north of Gaza. And north of that is Ashdod. You can find, how do I know? Because I checked it out. I looked. These cities are in existence right now. And Ekron shall be uprooted. Eshkelon, Ashdod, and Ekron are no longer part of the Philistines of 600 BC. They are part, they were overcome, and they are part of Israel today. Gaza. I want, I want to read. It says, for Gaza shall be forsaken. Be forsaken. This is the word of the Lord. It doesn't matter what they do in Gaza. It will be forsaken. It says, woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, the nation of the Sherethites. You might say, what is a Sherethite? When I looked this up, because I wanted to know the nation of the Sherethites, and woe to the inhabitants of the seacoast, that's where the Philistines were, that's where Gaza is, and that's where these other cities are. Three of them already taken and are part of Israel proper today. But this nation of the Sherethites, the word Sherethite comes from the sense of or is equal to or means executioners. Listen. David, King David, the bodyguard of King David were foreign mercenary soldiers serving as bodyguard for him at, at, at one point. Paid mercenaries. It says here that these, this, uh, these mercenaries also tied in with executioners, uh, either Cretans or proto-Philistines uh, or pro-Philistine. They're executioners. They're paid to terrorize, to execute, to execute. It's like, when I read this, I'm just saying, this was written 620 B.C., 
or between 625 and 630 B.C. And it's speaking of today, right now. This is coming to pass. We're paid mercenaries. They're paid to do damage, to kill, to kill, to kill, to kill. And it says, the word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines. I will destroy you, so there shall be no inhabitant. The, the seacoast shall be pastures. You want to know what's going to become of that seacoast area? It will be pastures with shelters for shepherds and folds for flocks. The coast shall be for the remnant of the house of Judah. Those that are left at the end of the, the battle of Armageddon, that remnant, it will be kept for them. The coast shall be for the remnant of the house of Judah. And in fact, a most of the coast land at this point, except for the Gaza Strip, is already to the house of Judah. They shall feed their flocks there in the house of Eshkelon. They shall lie down at evening, for the Lord their God will intervene for them and return their captives. I have heard the reproach of Moab and the insults of the people of Ammon. And you might say, who are Moab and Ammon? They are now what is, what is now Jordan. With which they have reproached my people and made arrogant threats against their borders. Constantly along the border, the east border, they're reproaching the people, his people. And though they, they man, the first chapter is judgment against, against the children of God. But here, the Lord is saying, but I'm going to take care of those other ones as well. Those that have come against you, even though you were not in the right place, you've made, you've reproached. The Lord is saying, they are children of the Lord. And you've, these others have come and reproached my people and made arrogant threats against their borders. Therefore, as I live, says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, surely Moab shall be like Sodom and the people of Ammon like Gomorrah. We know what happened to, to Sodom and Gomorrah. Overrun with weeds and sand pits and a perpetual desolation. The residue of my people shall plunder them, Ammon and uh, Moab, and the remnant of my people shall possess them. This they shall have for their pride, because they have reproached and made arrogant threats against the people of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. So the Lord, his heart, even while his children are not in a good place, saying, but my heart is for you to turn around. My heart is for you to turn around, to come back to me, to repent. The Lord will be awesome to them, for he will reduce to nothing all the gods of the earth. People shall worship him, each one from his place, indeed all the shores of the nation. And so he's talked about those that are on the, the west, the Philistines, He's talked about those that are on the east, and now he talks about those that are from the south. You Ethiopians also, you shall be slain by my sword, and he will stretch out his hand against the north. Destroy Assyria and make Nineveh a desolation, as dry as the wilderness. 
The herd shall lie down in her midst, every beast of the nation, both the pelican and the bittern, shall lodge on the capitals of her pillars, on the top of the pillars. Their voice shall sing in the windows. Desolation shall be at the threshold, for he will lay bare the cedar work. This is the rejoicing city that dwelt securely, that said in her heart, I am it, and there is none beside me. How, she ha has, she, how has she become a desolation, a place for beasts to lie down, Everyone who passes by her shall hiss and shake his fist. And so it talks of those from the south, and it talks about the Assyrians to the north. Destroyed. There's the capital city of Nineveh, a desolation. Now, judgment is coming to all. Why does God judge? Why does God even judge? Does he, why does he, would he even care? You know, I just, just let man be what man is. But because of man's sinfulness, their unrepentant, proudful, prideful heart, and their rejection of him, their rejection of his son. And so there's judgment that comes. God loves the worst sinner. God loves the worst sinner. And the offer to every sinner is to come to repentance, to turn from sin, repent, and turn to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We're talking about those that are out there still that need Jesus. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not come or he has, sorry, he who believes is him in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of Jesus. I don't believe, I might know about you, Jesus, but I don't believe that you're the Savior. You can't save me. And this is a condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God as we come into the light and as the truth is there and as we, we recognize where we're at and there's an opportunity for there to be a cleansing and a making whole. And even as we would look at the work of the Lord Jesus in our in our life, we recognize that the stains of sin are gone and we are in right standing with God because our faith is in Jesus Christ. Now, I want to go back and I just want to close with this. In Zephaniah 2, verses 1 to 3, I skipped, I passed over this from chapter 1 and finishing chapter 2. 
I missed three verses. The title is Hidden from the Day of Judgment. How do we get to that place to be hidden? The judgment is coming to the entire world, and yet Jesus was offered to the entire world to, to have salvation. It says here, Zephaniah 2.1, it says, Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather together, O undesirable nation. Come together. And even as we would come, and we may be coming, and tonight we are coming, we may be in right standing. Or maybe not. Maybe there's things that are in our life that we need to deal with. But as we gather together before the Lord, it says, come together, gather together. And so that's what we have come tonight. We've come together. And we are not just praying for ourselves. But tonight we are praying for the lost. Those that are undesirable before the Lord. We're bringing them before the Lord to intercede for them. And all those that are doing a work tonight to intercede for those that are, are going into the harvest because the harvest is ripe. We are praying to the Lord of the harvest, Lord, hear our cries as we come together, as we've gathered and as we bring those that are undesirable before you that are not in right standing because judgment comes to the to the house of the Lord first, to those that are children of God, the, the Lord judges and saying, hey, judgment is coming, but you have a chance to get things right. And for those that are not saved yet, judgment is coming, but there is a, a, a point that they can get right with the Lord to be hidden from the judgment of the Lord. So there's a gathering together, and we've gathered together tonight to pray. It says, before the decree is issued. Three times it says before. Before the decree, the, what you might say, what decree? A, decree? a decree is something that is, is spoken from a place of authority which is fulfilled as it is spoken. I decree that this will be done. As the Lord says, I decree that judgment will begin it says, before the decree or the degree, decree is issued, or the day passes like chaff, day is blown away, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, we've gathered together before that time. And we are interceding for those. We are going to be interceding for, for children, perhaps, that are wayward. For those that have, have wandered away from the Lord. They're not in the right place before the Lord. And so, before the decree is spoken and issued, there is this coming and interceding for them whether it's our own loved ones, whether it's our friends, neighbors, whoever it may be, or associates, the stranger, Lord, those that the Lord has put in our circles. 
those that don't know the Lord yet. The Lord is merciful even to the unbeliever, not just those that are his children that are wicked, but also those that are not his children that the Lord would say, I want for you to belong to me. There would be a receiving of Jesus Christ as Lord in their life to become children of God, that there could be a hiding from the Lord's anger from the day of judgment. What should we do as we gather together before judgment comes? It says three things here. Three times now it says seek. It said three times to gather. It says three times before. It says three times seek. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth. Meek, meekness is not weakness. Meekness is strength wrapped in grace. Truth wrapped in grace. As my, I remember my dad saying when I was still a kid, meek, to be meek is like steel covered in velvet. Steel covered in velvet, solid on the inside, and there's this aspect of softness, grace on the outside. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth. Here we are to seek the Lord, to come to the Lord, who have upheld his justice tonight. Our, our trust and our faith is in him to uphold his justice, to do what is right before the Lord. And we've come to seek the Lord. Lord, we've come into your presence to pray for those that, that we know and those that we don't know, those that are apart from you as your children or have wandered or wandering and those that have not, have not even come to you, to you yet, we're going to intercede to seek righteousness, to seek humility. That they would come, we would come to a place of righteousness before the Lord. It's only through Jesus Christ. To seek humility, a person that is proud does not seek humility. A, a person that is proud will justify behavior. That's who we are as, as a proud individual, is I'm going to justify my behavior. And so here we are standing in the gap, seeking righteousness and seeking humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger, to be hidden in the day of judgment, covered in the day of judgment as we come and gather together as before judgment has come. Judgment is not just beginning on the day of the Lord, but for those that are passing, it comes to them. The moment they, they draw their last breath, judgment is meted out immediately. They either are with the Lord or apart from the Lord the moment they die. Up until that time, there is still a point where there can be an opportunity to be in his righteousness. 
as they humble themselves and they cry out to the Lord. And we are doing that for them. Are we going to do that for them, intercede for them tonight? And I appreciate you so much coming to uh, intercede tonight. Thanks so much for joining us, and we hope that the word you received was impactful and encouraging. We hope you can connect with us in person or online through our socials or website. Make sure you share this with others, and God bless you richly.